Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians episode 34. This is a nerd talk once again this week. Our lovely topic tonight was chosen by our guest. For the You've seen him on Out of the Hat. You've seen him in the D&D campaign, but he is yet to be on the Just Some Guardians show. But before we get to him, we have some other people with us. I, of course, am Elmer Fudd, which you'll hear me called Brett, because we're all friends and that's what we do. Also joining me tonight, I have my ever-sensual co-host, Nicholas. I don't feel sensual today. I didn't shower. I have a new dog. That's my excuse. That means you're super sticky, and that's extra sensual. (laughs) And we'll get into the puppy in a second, because I definitely want to talk about that. Also with us, we have the effervescent Russell. Hi, guys. Hey, Russell. That wasn't you creepy sound, at all. You sound <laughs> uh, disturbed. Ooh-ah-ah-ah. Uh, uh, uh. No, I'm not disturbed. Everybody else is disturbed for me. Kel, I'm moving. <laughs> my dog is... My dog is laying right here underneath my elbow, so every time he moves, I'm like, Wah. Oh, that's good when you're drawing. That helps a lot. Yeah. So it yeah, wasn't Nick's fault. Right. And then the moment you've all been waiting for since a minute and a half ago, ladies and gentlemen, we have Matt with us. Hello. What's going that's on, buddy? <laughs> that, that's me. I'm the mad guy. <laughs> Hello. I was worried for a second me. you were just going to wave. I was like, yee. <laughs> no. No. Was well, that the code? That was the code and ended. It was the signal. Is that, was that a uh, was that a game reference, Nick? Is that the that, code? That was a Jag reference. Yeah. You'd know that if you you know you were a good DM. God, Russell. Hey Matt, You'd welcome to the show, buddy. You were a good GM. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. I'm, fi- it's I'm been, finally on. It's here. It's happening. It's wonderful. <laughs> And for a nerd talk, no less, where you got to choose the topic. That's true. Which we're not going to get to yet once again. (laughs) Ha ha ha, suspense. Because there's some very, very important news within the Jessam Guardians family. There is a new member. The most adorable member of members. Nick, tell us a story. Well, my life got twisted upside down. So... Let me take a minute. That's okay. So, West yes, Philadelphia, no, born and raised. Oh. So, the other right day, most, most of my, my days, days, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. Oh, I was shooting some people about the side of the school when a couple of guys a were up guys, to up started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got yeah. one little fight. My mom got I'm scared. She said, you're moving with the Oh, yeah. Okay. So I just got transported. All shenaniganry aside, uh, so Jake and I have been talking for a while about getting a puppy, and we wanted a golden retriever, and we realized, uh, oh, you know what? One of our main reasons for not getting one is, oh, we're not going to be home to help, you know, with the acclimation process, but I don't start work for another two weeks, so... I made the point that if we're going to do it, the time is now. And Jake's answer went from a, a no regarding getting a puppy to yes in like 
three seconds. Like, that's <laughs> the best point that anyone's ever made. So go for it. Um, so I found a breeder in Ohio. So it was it was like a three and a half hour drive for us. But they, they breed purebred golden retrievers. They've got health guarantees, AKC register. I mean, I have his AKC registration papers and access to his pedigree information uh, because there is apparently show dog championship. Uh, there are show dog champions in his line. But anyway. Oh, wow. Um, so he's very beautiful. We saw his parents. They're absolutely adorable. Um, but so we get there and... This is hilarious. Has anyone ever seen the movie For Richer or Poor with Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay, it's one of I my favorite like movies. I love that movie. They they end up hiding in an Amish farm. Oh, uh, I don't think I've seen that, but I've heard of it. So we, we they, this breeder, his name was Aiden Yoder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, this is fantastic. Little Amish town in Ohio. Uh, beautiful home like 10,000 children, but, uh, and then eight beautiful golden retriever puppies. And uh, the retrievers. So we, we went, we had one in particular in mind and he was playful. Yes. But he just didn't want to stick around. He just wanted to keep running and playing, running and playing, running and playing. Uh, the one that we ended up picking out kind of picked us out because he kept he kept coming to us and it wasn't just like always going to stop by and say hi. Like he'd come back to us and then he'd go grab a toy and then come back to us. And then he'd be like, play with me, play with me, play with me, pick me up, cuddle me and then play with me some more. And uh, that's perfect. So his name was Riley, but we, that's a dumb dog name. We decided um, a long time ago that we were going to get a golden retriever and his name was going to be Kevin. Named after my father, so, of course. Yes. Named for his father, of course. No. So he, we now have oh, Kevin the Golden no. Retriever. He is eight <laughs> weeks old today. Well, happy eight-week birthday. He is just a good little baby. Uh, if you're watching the stream, that's a picture of him at the vet this morning. I took him to the vet for his, his first checkup. He got to meet them, all of the ladies at the office were just i mean they they were dead they're like this is he kill- the cutest oh, sorry he killed them all damn this is a badass dog but no like he uh it's just it's disgusting how cute he is and he knows it which is the best part i i think it's the best part but i could be wrong um i'm so not gonna no, argue that point he's the bestest Oh I am jealous. I can't wait to meet. Shut up, Russell. Does that mean you don't want my my niece's oh. dog anymore? Oh, that that's anymore. foul. Kel. Okay, so they're safe. I'll let them know. Farted they literally come to visit, and every time the first thing they say is, Nick still doesn't want to come steal our dog, does he? It's over. Do they really? No. Do they I, want me to come take I him? I mean, I'll take up. him. I just made it. If anyone's going to take him, it's going to be me. It's oh, happening. But what, kind of, what kind of dog do they have? No idea what it is. It's a human dog. It's a human dog. Kel, stop it's, it's awkwardly proportioned. Kel, not really. Why as, don't you? Not so furry as it is hairy. And Russell, it sweats why don't you a lot. let him go potty? Yeah, why don't you stop being a shitty dog owner? Because he's already been potty. 
Well, maybe he's got to go potty again. Does it ever happen to you? Unpleasant aromas. You're so mean to him. Golly, I'd run away if I was your dog. Yeah. Look if we at were your face. kids, we'd punish ourselves. Look at this face. I'm just so mean to him. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's not a face. Yeah, that, that's just Do we need like to teach you, like, animal of... biology? Yeah. I'm trying to get him in the that's camera. Shut your face. That's not a face. For those of you listening, Russell is failing Hello. at maneuvering his camera. Hey, buddy. Hey, wake up. Oh, there we go. <laughs> he's like, hello. That was a fit. Well, it messed me up because he's the same color as that blanket and your pants. So it was just like. <laughs> there was no different. All of a sudden, your pants moved and I thought you had a boner. Anyway. That so, was yes, my boner. Kevin, Kevin is the newest addition to the Justin Guardians family. Uh, he is the cutest thing. I just can't even. 100%. I just can't even. Mm. Send me. I'm just going to. I'm just going to start posting any picture you send. I'm just going to start posting it on the Justin Guardians Twitter. <laughs> oh my God, you totally should. I'm going to start doing that. That's amazing. You totally should. We got, this is going to sound terrible. It's like a social media battery. He, we like some of the posts that we put on Facebook, because I'm like that obnoxious new parent that just posts their child, you know, 47,000 times, but it's a puppy. <laughs> so everybody is just like, oh my God, don't stop. Um, we got probably 100, 160 likes on Facebook within, like, within like, like, like um, probably the first hour. Damn, that's more than my baby got. It well, it's a puppy. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> and that is the, the whole. <laughs> and that's the whole premise of Boss Baby. You should go watch that movie. This episode brought to you by Boss Baby, the TV show. <laughs> You know, actually, that was a good. I, that was I haven't an exceptional seen the TV movie. show, but the movie was pretty great. Oh, it was fun. I yeah, I get emotional. There's it's a TV so show. Apparently, I just saw a preview the other day and it popped in my head. Hmm. Uh, Netflix started a. I feel like Netflix is the new straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It kind of is, especially since they make all theirs that you know never go to theater. It's just Netflix. 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 Well, it's like the, the, the funny part is I dug into that a little bit because I'm like, how do they make all these movies? They don't. They just find projects no one wants to do and then finish funding it for them. Yep. Like they'll take all the studio rejects and be like, oh, Netflix original. <laughs> okay. This will work really well. That's that's how Netflix sounds for those of you that are curious. Future Well, reference. and the thing is, is that some of them work too well and they're like, um, we don't have the money to keep funding me. <laughs> well, we made it. Like we didn't think this would be good. Mind. Tell us, Russell. What? Tell you what? I feel like you have something specific in mind with that example, Russell. Well, uh, well, I mean, there have been a couple of shows where, um, I mean, like Daredevil and stuff like that has been really good. But they they have a lot of good shows. Well, they also Daredevil have some is a Marvel Studios one. thing. That's not a. It's just on Netflix. Altered Carbon was really good. It, I I just read a couple of articles where they're talking about they they need to stop putting out such popular shows because they're starting to run out of money. I, it was actually an article I was reading. Uh, from one of the CEOs that was like, "Yeah, we're starting to run out of money for these kind of projects because 
a lot of them become so successful. popular. That's amazing. Hmm. That's funny. That's amazing. In, in an ironic sort of way. <laughs> um, right. So uh, next week, if I can get my camera here situation fixed. You know what? I should just... I'm surprised I haven't done this yet, Brett, because I, I want to get a nicer webcam. Yeah, just do um, it, dude. I should just do it. Just send it, as car people would say. Um, I'm surprised Jake didn't wake up when I said that. Um, <laughs> so I heard no, a car next, reference. Next week, next week, we can have Kevin guest star. Yes, we can that's interview him. Oh, oh, I'm down. He'll just, he'll just gnaw on the microphone. That's That's perfect. Like he gnaws on my fingers when I have to give him Mr. Lammy. We brought Put Mr. microphones Lammy to, on each of your fingers. We brought Mr. Lammy to the vet just for science. We wanted to see how the vet would react if Mr. Lammy was there. You know, so it, it had nothing to do with the fact that he wanted something to comfort him. Nothing at all. It was just for science. I just want to make that clear for the <laughs> sake of Kevin's reputation. Well, let's slide on over into what we're talking about tonight. Matt. <laughs> We're yes. talking about you. No. Well, we can. About me? That's all I want to talk about ever. Really. Honestly. Oh. Truly. My wife's like, how do you think our relationship is? I'm like, listen, lady. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Matt right now. Listen, now that Matt's come into my life. <laughs> I don't know. Get out of here. All right. Yeah, now that Matt's come into my life and his freaking character got murdered. Bastard. Russ, I don't think he's going to forgive you. I don't think he is either. No. <laughs> Probably not. But anyway, did we I ever digress. did we ever mention what what we're talking about tonight, or did I just never send it over to you yet? No, you left okay. us with suspense. Hey, Matt, suspense from twenty minutes ago. Ding. What are we talking about tonight, buddy? We're talking about all manners of traditional games, such as board games, card games, things of such. Mm. I was actually like the when you when it first got posted, I was like. Oh, interesting. And then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, really interesting. I mm -hmm. really like this. So, um, I think do we wanna do you wanna split it up between cards and board games or just throw it all together or Oh, we could throw it all together. I mean, let me let me actually take you because I'm in this room. <gasps> we'll go we'll go on a quick journey here. Guys, we're going to we live. Doing show me your collection. Oh. Matt's on oh, the scene. Yeah. Yeah, so this is no Nick's seen it because he's been at my house. So this is my shelf for when we have game day. Oh snap! All like my board games Ooh, I have, have right now. now Dark this is, Souls. Oh, that's awesome! I have two Dark Souls games. So we have Dark Souls the board game, and then we have Dark Souls the card game, which I'm not sure it's if a I'm card actually. Game? Yes, what? and it's very hard, and it's a lot of fun. Well, it's Dark it's Souls. Good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, so me and me and Nick are kind of board game nerds, so I figured that would be a fun uh, topic to talk about today. I wish Nick's camera worked so we could see his repertoire, his collection, because his game room is also incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's um, pretty well. Hmm. I, I don't have a game room, but I oh have my god, should show? I just jump out of the call and jump on my phone? Um, I think we'd rather have audio quality though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we'll we'll post pictures. Yeah. Um, my my collection, the the shelf that all my games are on, is also in the backdrop, in mm -hmm. my normal like seat, because my it's 
my setup is in my game room. Yeah, I don't have anything in here. I've got, you know, the good old closet with, like, rolls of towels, and the top is just a pile of board games. Yeah, that's what I got going on. <laughs> well, I can show you guys my stash. Of what? Are we talking, like, are you talking, talking, like, you talking weed? <laughs> it's the good reefer. <laughs> the, it's it's, it's the dollar the store. How good could it be? <laughs> God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now we're going with Russell, who's Kush. live on location. Yep, it's the good yes. Kush and the dad. It's the dollar store. How good. So we've be? got, Ooh. I mean, we don't have a whole lot. We have Bounce Off, which is really fun. And then I have a couple of different versions of Monopoly and Risk, because I play Riskopoly. I don't know if you guys have ever played that. Mm -mm. But here's some, here's some more in here. Can you guys see that? Mm -hmm. There we go. There we are you on your tippy toes? No. Oh, I just heard you go. And then <laughs> I just assumed you were there's working. There's some more in there. We got poop. Phase 10. Did email. you just say you have poop? Yep. Everybody poops. Shifty-eyed spies. You got Jenga. There's also a toilet game in there. I want to see the toilet game. Yes, make it happen. Oh, yes! <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening, it is literally a toilet. Yes. And this ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> I submit to you... The toilet. Exhibit A. <laughs> that is, in and fact, a miniature toilet. We've got charades, blockus... And another risk. This one is actually really fun. Godstorm. It's uh, like Hyperborea, Atlantis, things like that. And then you have like the gods that come on to play. like, And they give you special hmm. abilities. Oh, that's cool. And then, of course, I have my newest edition, which Linda got me for my birthday. Ooh. Who's Linda? Lindsay. Is Linda your girlfriend? Yes. Uh, which is Zombicide and Zombicide Black Plague and Zombicide Spurred. Oh, Zombicide's good. That's awesome. Uh, so so she got it. <laughs> so it's actually kind of a funny story. So she got it. She got me Wolfsburg, not realizing that it was the expansion. Oh. oh. Well, isn't, isn't Wolfsburg a standalone expansion, though? No. I'm thinking of Green Horde. Never mind. Yeah. I want Green Horde really bad. Um, I want but... Invasion, the new space one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Um, but so she got me Wolfsburg, not realizing that it was an expansion. So she asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I was like, Zombicide. So we got it. And I was like, she gave it to me a couple of weeks early because my birthday was yesterday. Um, but so she got it and I was like, Hey, let's play tonight. And so she was like, okay. And she went and took a nap and she didn't wake up. She took a nap at like three and didn't wake up until That's like the best midnight, game. one o'clock. And so I, I ended up. I just played by myself. I played all the characters by myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> just, Russell, uh, I would play a Zombicide with you. I know you would. Aww. I appreciate that, Nick. Well, we, would have, we would have 12 funds. All 12 of the funds? All 12. That's funds. a lot of funds. Well, I thought it'd be interesting. It just popped in my head. Because collections grow and there's a lot of newer like style of board games that have come out that everyone's getting really into 
I thought it'd be fun to kind of start with like what your favorite was when you were a kid and then evolve into where you are now. Mm. Because Old as Jeffers. a kid, I can start there because I don't like everything you guys will tell me. I'll find them super fascinating, but I don't really own any of them. And so that way I can talk and then just kind of shut up for the last half of the show. You guys can just go. Well, no, there's, there's, um, you, you like, it's an excellent idea because there's the, the, those board games, the concepts in all of those board games are staples. I mean, mm-hmm. like all of the quote unquote basic or starter or air quoting, like you can see me board games, the concepts are solid. And most of the themes and mechanics that are introduced to us when we're kids are there in the modern board games that, you know, board game nerds like myself and Matt and Russell and you, Brett, you know, it's mechanics that are present in those games. So it's stuff. Anyway, that was a thought that had somewhere that it was going. And I don't know if it actually realized if it got there or not. That was perfect. Well, let's no, do. Now that he's distracted. Well, I was like, I was trying to walk through the living room, and I almost tripped over the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because he's he's pulling an Annika, and he's laying right in the middle of the floor. Annika's my other dog. My old, my old girl. Well, as our guest, Matt, let's mm-hmm. let's start off with you. When you were, a, you don't have to like choose one favorite. Like if you've got a couple, yeah. like. Like, yeah. what was your favorite as a kid? Um, well, let's see. So the two games that I played a ton of when I was a kid was the Pokemon Master Trainer game Ooh. Uh, as a board game, which was notoriously unfair. That Holy game was shit, hard. Game. <laughs> it was brutal, brutally hard. In terms of board game, that's what I played a lot as a kid. Um, and really what got me into card games was I remember um, I was in sixth grade and my neighbor got in a lot of trouble. And so his parents came over to our house with like two freezer bags full of Magic the Gathering cards. Because oh, yes. like, you can't have these anymore. Oh, no. And so this is actually a funny story. Um, and I still have not forgiven my parents for this. Um, but this was like alpha and beta set i remember now that i i still play magic a lot there were dual lands there were like oh no yes yes there oh, was everything no, in poor there. Kid. um and i subsequently got in trouble so my parents took them away from me oh. now me being the shit kid at the time i was like i know where my parents hide shit i'm just gonna go find them so i can play with my cards again and so i found them got in even more trouble and then they're just gone we never found him again after that. Oh, My parents no. to this day say that they've never thrown it out. They say they didn't throw it out and that they just forgot where they went. And I'm like, you guys know that if we still had those, there's like thousands upon thousands of dollars of cards in those bags. Now, even with them being jacked up, still probably yeah. a couple hundred yeah. dollars per card. And Dual lands are so expensive. Yeah. That's yeah. You, can, you can throw a jewel rand into the washing machine and still get $300 out of it. So That's yeah. crazy. Now, what would have been really bad is if you had a black lotus in there. Yeah, right, right. Oh, one of one of the, what was it? Eleven, eleven hundred alpha black lotuses printed or something like that. Uh-huh. I think right uh-huh. around there. So I was. Yeah, but, uh, go ahead. There was 
this well there was just this story about this guy who he he thought he had a cool idea for rims and so what he did is he took a whole bunch of magic cards and like cut them up and fit them to his rims and then lacquered them and he put a black lotus on oh, there. No! Oh, no oh my god that that actually hurts yeah that hurts. oh my a little god bit. Yeah. um but yeah, that's that's where I started. Were we going into where we are now, or yeah, man, bring as it. well? Or okay, so I still play Magic as much as possible. Um, I don't really have that many people to play with up here yet because Nick says he sold all of his cards. The bomb. like a hose. Well, okay, so sorry, I have everything outside. I just took Kevin out to go potty, and he, of course, being a golden retriever, just has to start rolling in the grass. Oh, don't worry, we heard it all. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, you little shit. But in terms of board games right now, um, my favorite currently, which I brought over to Nick's house and we played, is um, Tales of the Arabian Nights, which oh, is... I haven't heard of that one. It's, yeah, tell it's, me about uh, that. Oh my god, it is so oh, much fun. So, so it's... um, The board is the world, and it's... You have, like, like Europe and Asia and it, it, the world in, in general. Mm-hmm. And you play one of the characters from the Arabian Nights. So like, and the legit characters. So, you know, like Shahrazad and, and, um, and Sinbad, Alibaba, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you get a, you get like story quests that you go on and have to go to different okay. locations, yeah. but every location there's encounters. And it's, it's kind of in the sense of, um, Russ, I saw that you had betrayal, um, Brett, are you mm-hmm. familiar with Betrayal at mm-hmm. the House on the Hill? No. Okay. So um, basically that game is every game you have an overall story that the game turns into. Um, with Arabian Nights, every single turn there is a story that you tell. So like you get to a location, there's like it talks about what interaction you're having. You get to make a choice on how your character acts based on the skills that you have. And then depending on how your skills react to that story you flip to a certain page and read the story that's the conclusion for it and then it's just you gain yeah you gain fame and what was the other story points and fame points and once you get up to a certain point level you win the game um there's actually a series of games that are similar to that there's one that's based around dracula so you have ben helsen mm -hmm. you have have the different and then you also there was also one that i really wanted to get which was like the 50s serial, uh, serial, uh, you know, like the serials that they showed in the movie theaters where, okay. you know, uh, kind of like an Indiana Jones type, uh, Indiana Jones type people where they would go, they would have the adventure and then it would continue later. Um, it was very similar in that fashion where it was kind of that high adventure, uh, almost like up, you know, where you have these, these adventures that go to these, exotic locales and so it's very similar so i've seen that type of game play yeah. and it looks like a lot of fun oh it's it's a blast we it, it it can get frustrating at points especially when you start getting um like injury cards or or yeah. basically like debuff cards because nick what was it jake was stuck in the one location for like 12 turns or something like that that yeah, he just couldn't roll to, <laughs> he was like given... crippled well, yeah, because you're given like your location, like you had mentioned before, and then like, the type of interaction that you can have, and if you possess any specific skills or um, like stat values or traits, then you can like 
you can kind of manipulate the reaction a little bit. It'll say like, oh well, if you've if you've got, oh, God, I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So let's just arbitrarily we'll say like, magic, uh, magic. Yeah, like if you've if you've got a high magic score, if you've got the magic trait, sorry, and the interaction that you you're instructed to turn to, and there there are like thousands and thousands of interactions in the in the storybook that comes with the game. Um, if you have the magic trait, then you can, if it, there's the option, instead of going with the normal interaction, you can then say, well, I've, I've, I possess the magic trait, so I want, I want to get the, the magical outcome, or I want to select that and use that trait. Um, the, the other game you mentioned, and Brett, I, I would love it if we could do, oh my god, we should get Tabletop. Owl. Oh, is that that? Simulator. Is that we that's get on that Steam? Right? Oh my god, we should get that simulator. Does that let you but play anyway, all these games or some of them? Yeah, a lot of them. Okay, uh, get, the list Ooh, gets really? bigger by the day. Yeah, so we Ooh. can play board games together. Keep talking, I'm gonna look into being it. <laughs> in the same room. But anyway, um, the other game that he mentioned, Betrayal. There's two two versions of it. There's Betrayal at House on the Hill, uh, which is the normal and the original version, and then there's Betrayal at Baldur's Gate that does like a D and D reskin for it. Um, what? Um, I didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. it's oh, a lot of fun. One of my next I have that one. Gonna be. <laughs> um, but so Betrayal at House on the Hill, you start the game and you are anywhere from three to five people, just. You've you've gone to this haunted mansion to explore, you know, like like people do in horror movies because they're stupid. Um, <laughs> you've gone there and you're exploring. That's all you're doing. The whole the whole game the whole premise of that game at that point is to just explore, find new rooms. Um, some rooms when you like walk through, like it'll it'll tell you what floor the room is on, and then you draw a tile from that, that the corresponding floors pile of tile tile pile um and then you expand the mansion and some rooms require that you do this some rooms require that you do that some give you bonuses some are horrendously detrimental um and then there are omen rooms that make you draw an omen card and once a certain number of omen cards have been drawn um the haunt begins and the trailer yeah that's kind of a simplified explanation that I, I gave there. Sorry for how quick it was, but then the haunt begins when the haunt begins, whatever omen card triggered the haunt. And then the location that the haunt was triggered in, you reference this, the, the storybooks. There's two storybooks. There's the survival book for the remaining players. And then there's the haunt book. The person who discovered the haunt revealed the haunt goes into a different room and will read their, further instructions for play well it's the remaining not always players. the person who revealed right, the haunt right. it's depending on a few things on yeah. on the specific haunt but like some the more the more basic ones it's the person who revealed it um or otherwise the game will instruct you and then you basically have two different groups of people playing two different games with two different objectives for this for the the remaining people it becomes a game of survival like you you read the the tome of survival or whatever it's called in the uh, haunted hill or house on the hill version. You read that and it'll tell you what you're fighting and how to beat it. And then the person who revealed the haunt or the person who is the haunt will then get their instructions for okay, this is who you really are. 
you lured these people here for X, Y, Z reason, this is how you win. And the game is just turned on its head. All of a sudden there's combat involved where previously there had not been. And it's, it's just a remarkable game. That but sounds there's, there's, it ships with over 50 different haunts. And then there is Holy an expansion crap. for it. How long does like yeah. one haunt usually take like on average? It's um, usually about an hour, hour and a half. I, uh, Sometimes I it's de- less. depending. It's like half hour, hour yeah. and a half. That's some good game time for the base. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's different every time too because you're you're randomly selecting the next room because you have them in a stack, and so you just go through and you you lay them out. So the house is different every time. The haunt is usually different. Sometimes I've had the same ones come up, but it's it's not the norm mm-hmm. um, for that to occur. Right. It's it's a really fun game. It's one of my favorites. It's it's remarkable, and I yeah. think I think you would you would love the the depth, and that the the uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights that Matt mentioned it. That's isn't that the game that kind of bursts the idea of having those big books that have an, a huge index that you cycle through. Yeah, so I actually just really quick here, I pulled it out so that I could show Russ here really quick. So Russ, this is the the book of tales in this game. And that's how thick it is. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Like Cal. it's in terms of tales and interactions that you can go with, there are two thousand six hundred of them. That you interact <laughs> that with. Is so cool. That's yeah, amazing. That's awesome. Those are the kind of games that I love now like nowadays is mm-hmm. those ones that have the thick manuals. I don't know if, if a game has a thick manual, I'm like, Oh, let's go. Game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, crazy. It's, it's fascinating. A blast. I, I cannot, I cannot highly recommend that game enough. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, Nick, since, since you were just discussing kind of a more modern game, what's, what's one from the past that you really liked when you were younger? Risk. Oh, you son of a bitch, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's it's a different game for everybody. That is true. Um, yeah, no, total total risk. Risk there fanatic. I, risk rule them all. I actually don't know if I should say this, because it'll probably come back to bite me in the ass. But I have never lost a game of Risk. Damn! So really? you, played it, you played it once, then. I think I like. So, are we talking like the the normal risk? Yeah. Or or variance. Base level risk. Okay, base level risk. I've probably played a couple dozen games. Um, I was addicted to risk in middle school and high school. Um, the even earlier than that for the original, and then there was the Lord of the Rings risk that just made it even worse for everyone that I knew because <laughs> I, I would I would do things that like oh I want to see if I can win by holding up in the Shire which if you know the map for Middle Earth then you know <laughs> risk I can't like that no you you know you wouldn't do that <laughs> you would not hold up in the Shire and I would try and win that way because I'm like that would be a challenge that'll be fun or like on the normal risk map I'll win in Japan what Japan. Yeah, Japan. Uh, mm. um, so I loved challenging myself by doing things like that. That's nuts. Is, I, 
pretty swanky. I think I know what our next game day is going to be then, Nick. I love it. I haven't. Uh, it's so, time again, to lose. The reason, the reason it's going to kick me in the ass is because I don't think I've played Risk in almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Matt, this is your time. <laughs> Here we go. No, it was funny. When I was little, um, my dad and my older brother would play Risk all the time. And I was always like, oh, this has a bunch of little cool soldier dudes. So I'd like play with all the little soldier, you know, little miniatures and everything. And then eventually, like, I was finally like, okay, well, how does this work? So I sat there and watched him. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then as I got older, kind of learning more and more of the rules, and then I was hooked. That's like all I wanted to do, like every day after school for a while there. Let's play Risk. I don't want to. I don't care. Let's play Risk. Right. How come we never played Risk, Brett? Uh, that's because Halo. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I accept that answer. I accept that answer. Uh, that's... I don't, no, think, that's we, fair, I don't but... think we ever played a board game. I think it was always just like, let's set up giant land parties in the basement today. Yeah. Yeah, we were all about the electronics, which is sad because, I mean, because when I was in high school, I wasn't as big, like, because I, I loved playing board games when I was younger. Then in high school, it became more of the, the video games, the electronics. But now that I'm older, I'm like, board games are the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, it's funny, like, you know, even, you know, like in high school, what you were talking about, like, I was still, I was playing Magic but I didn't tell anyone I was playing magic. Like I was that guy that's like walking through school hall and there's those kids in the corner. And I'm like, <laughs> nerds. I can't wait to go home and play. God, I didn't know you played magic, right? That's cause I did it. Yeah. It was basically like me and clay would play magic like every day. And other than that, I don't think anyone knew I played. See, and I, I love playing magic. Of course I didn't start playing until later because I never had any cards or anything, but, it's funny. Most of, most of the things that I love doing now are things that I always wanted to do when I was younger, but I never had the money or whatever to be able to do them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, yeah, I can afford magic cards. I can do this. <laughs> I, I can play things I missed out on. That's yeah, a, that's a slippery slope. It uh, is. I can afford magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it. That's that's why I got out. Well, and that's yeah, that's no, how you guys no. have game rooms full of board games too. Because like, oh, I can do all yeah. of this now. Yeah, no, you do not want me to go to Kickstarter.com and no. select board games. <sighs> no. I dropped uh, it was I two, want- two or three years ago. Brett, I think I called you mm-hmm. shortly after I did it because I was like, shit. And mind you, I got I got Gloomhaven out of it. Yeah. Well, not Gloom. That's how I found out about Gloomhaven. Let me correct that. But um, I think I dropped nine hundred dollars in a day. Because I was on Kickstarter, Machi Machi. and it was like, "Oh, let's kickstart this and kickstart that." He was just home, just rocking and rolling. He calls me, he's like, "I might have made a mistake." <laughs> now the one, the one purchase of that that was absolutely, like, unequivocally not a mistake was, um, and Matt, we haven't played this yet. My Sentinels of the Multiverse, because mm. I found out about the game like its final expansion. Is coming out later this year. Um, final, and then it's done. There's there's never anything being added to it ever again. But it's co- fully cooperative. Like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, pre-constructed card game where you choose a superhero, 
and it's it's all made up in this fictitious fictitious like comic book line um you you all team up against a supervillain and there's at this point the collection that i've got now there's like 40 different villains and about 50 wow. heroes and each That's hero so cool. plays completely differently each villain plays completely differently and then there are mechanics where you can team up against a team of villains where hero goes, villain goes, hero goes, villain goes. But you have all of the, or you have all of the villain HPs. Or um, then there's also a location deck, and there's probably 26 different locations. And so the location deck operates itself, the villain deck operates itself, and then each player operates a hero. And I got in the game long after the majority of it's out of print. Um, and then I found on Kickstarter to celebrate the closure of Sentinels of the Multiverse, the company that makes it greater than games, released what they called the entire multiverse. And for $350, you could kickstart it, which would help fund the new expansion, final expansion, which adds like alternate realities to the table. And it just Jeez. blows my mind. I don't understand how to play it because I have the PDF of the rulebook. But they they reprint everything they've ever done promo things that were limited time um special event cards or heroes that were limited time that previously there had been no more than a couple thousand of them they kicked all the printers back up and they reprinted the entire collection for people that kickstarted with the entire multiverse wow. holy crap um that's huge i bought uh, right that i couldn't i couldn't say no i looked up the retail value of everything including like by like going to eBay or something to try and buy some of the more limited um, expansions and mini packs that they put out. And it would have been over $1,200. Jesus. So I'm like done, click done. Uh, and then to top it off when oblivion, the final expansion comes out later this year, they're shipping for everyone that did the entire multiverse Kickstarter backing. They're shipping out a custom made collector's case. They call it the ultimate collector's case, and they they custom designed this with a few different manufacturers, and then decided which one they liked the most. And it's it's a big big box. I mean, it's going to weigh like thirty five pounds when it's all said and done with the, with the collection in it. But Good in Lord. this in this box, you can fit everything, every single thing. And it's wow. they said people that are going to sleeve their cards, which if you back the whole game, you probably will because you want to make sure it lasts because it's never being printed again after this. Um, it'll fit sleeved cards. So for me, of the $900 I spent that day, that 350 <laughs> I was okay with that. Perfectly fine with that because that's, that's a game that I will teach my kids someday. Yeah. That's crazy. So, but yeah, Kickstarter. Many... No. Anyway... I've talked a lot and I will be quiet. No, I'm sorry guys. No, I did have one more question for you that from that day you spent $900 on stuff. How many of those games actually came to be came to fruition? They all came to fruition. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it was including Sentinels of the multiverse, like with the entire thing, including all of that. So we'll just count that as one game. Uh, I think that was five games that I backed. And two of them, I've never played. What? Which ones are those? 
Uh, one of them is called Zephyr Winds of Change. And that sounds familiar one, for some reason. Because he has Zephyr Strike in D and D. No. I can't hmm. remember what the other one is. That's what occurred to me. Oh, you like, really oh, haven't played strike. it. Well, you guys are going to have to play that over there and report back. I want to hear about those other two you've never played. Yes, definitely. Mm. Well, let's slide on over to <laughs> Russell. Oh, good. It's my turn to talk. Sorry, <laughs> when you uh, were no. a wee child. Uh, so I've actually been waiting for this because there is a game that I played when I was a, when I was a kid that I don't think very many other people have played. And it's called Fireball Island. I've played it. It was was the most amazing game because it had... So, yeah, look it up. Because now the game is ridiculously expensive. Russell, there's a game designer. There's a remake of it. Yes. They remake old games I have. Oh, the the other game that I haven't played yet. Uh, Brett is called Stop Thief. It's a remake of an old game from the 50s. 200 bucks. Good lord. Yeah. Okay, continue. I'm looking at pictures so, of it while you explain this. Okay, so it's a, it's this 3D map. And the goal is, is there's like four other players. And you're trying to get to the middle of the map where there's like this tiki volcano head. In the tiki volcano head is a gem. It's an actual 3D gem that you place in there and the goal is to get to the to the to the mountain grab the gym and then escape the island now the only thing is is everybody is against one another so you can work cooperatively or you can work against each other and you have like a deck of cards that you draw yes this is the game okay it's amazing um i think actually so this was not the one that my grandparents had because the ones that the one that my grandparents had had like a lagoon in the middle and like so it, anyway fake news there's there's also <laughs> caves that you can take that like it's a random die roll and so you can come out through the cave in like a random direction so you can have gone too far or move too far forward um and then you, you, there were these cards that you could draw, which were fireballs. So what you would do is you would drop a fireball down the tiki, and then you would aim the tiki down these paths. So this red marble would go down these paths. And however far it knocked your, your player, or if it knocked it off the path, you had to go back to the very beginning. Holy. So like if it, if it just knocked it back, then that was the space that you started on. If it knocked you off the path, then you had to go all the way back to the beginning it was the coolest game ever, and I just remember sitting there playing with it because it, it's just cool. You don't see a lot of a lot of games with like that three D map, and mm-hmm. then you know it just had kind of these cool intricate rules that I don't feel like you had a lot of back then. There was also a game called Hero Quest, I believe is what it was. <gasps> oh my god, Hero Quest! It's like a dragons and it's like a Dungeons yes. and Dragons light. Oh, I think and I my, had this. Hero my Quest. grandpa was, was super... Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. My grandpa was really into, like, Dungeons... He used to play Dungeons & Dragons with, with my dad and his brothers and sisters. And so he would play this with us, and he would always be the game master, which it had, like... It even had, like, a screen with, like, this wizard on it. Um, 
and and the end boss i mean like you had specific monsters that you could play and stuff like that but each of the rooms was hidden so you'd come you'd open the room and you know you'd find you know you'd have like a little 3d treasure chest that would be there that you could open up and you could get treasure and the, the goal was to move further and further down in this dungeon and then eventually you'd fight like this Baylor slash gargoyle dude um at the very end so those those were probably the two games that i remember the most both of them were owned by my grandpa who is still very big in the board games and is probably part of the reason that i love board games so much is because that's what we always did as a family we would get together we play board games my uncle actually has invented a few of his own board games that are really fun that we play but you yeah, should put them on kickstarter the... nickel throw money you're not you know what he should <laughs> no, I'm, I'm forbidden so so it's actually the one that he has that's really cool this cool is called treasures of middle earth and it's it's a it's kind of like a hero quest slash Lord of the Rings mixture. You know, you go to Shelob's Lair and you acquire these magical items from the books, and then you face off against Sauron at the very end. So that that one's pretty cool too. And then he has a few like rock paper scissors things. Rock paper scissors ended up being a big thing like in my family, because my dad and his brother, my uncle. They developed this entire world based around rock, paper, scissors. They've written books based in this world that, you know, these these people, they acquire these instruments, these magical instruments that give them, you know, like rock, he has like a hammer and it's like only the one true king can hold the hammer and become, you know, and they become like this being of rock. And it's, yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty cool. And, like, paper, like, they're the priests of this world, and they're kind of cultish and not super great. And, you know, it, it's just it's just kind of, they, they built. Anyway, young, that's, that's my youngling side of board games. Well, my biggest question to you is how does the toilet game work? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, so, so what you do is you roll the toilet paper on the side, and it has numbers on it. So, you know, one <laughs> you between bet, between one and three, so you spin it, whichever one it lands on, that's the amount of times that you have to flush the toilet. And so every so often, what will happen is, is it squirts water out at you. Oh, <laughs> so you're trying not to get splashed by the water by having to flush the toilet. That's how the toilet game works. That sounds like my kind of game. That's I'm all about Not that. Really. That's that's my day to day life. Simple baby. and a lot of fun. Brett, what are you doing in that stall? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the toilet game. Leave me alone. Have you never played? So, my wife is a receptionist at a GI doctor here in town, and so that's why we have a lot of things related to poop, because they give those kinds of gifts to each other because that's. He's a poop doctor, so haha. Everything is poop in this office. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, now you can talk about the actual game you wanted to talk about as an adult. Fireball Island was the game that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, you know what? The game that I wanted to... Oh, oh, also, uh, I also forgot about this one. So I had this Hercules game. I have a thing for 3D games. I think that's what it is. I, I love 3D board games. Um, I had this... It was a Hercules game. 
from the movie Hercules. And what you had to do what? was you had like Kevin Sorbo Hercules. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Talking Disney's Hercules. Disney's Hercules. Oh damn. I was all excited for a second. Oh, Although I did love that show. And I tried to watch it again recently. Dwayne Johnson. So bad. Hercules? Oh, Kevin Sorbo. Uh, Did you ever watch Matt that one? Yeah, had a total I just wanted to Kevin again. Sorbo when we were kids. Well, I mean, it was the contemporary. I think Xena was the more popular, but that Hercules was pretty popular at the time too. I watch well, it now and over. Like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. They also had that cartoon movie where they crossed. Yeah. Over. Oh, Russell, come on! It's legendary for its time. Yes, but it's terrible now. I still God. watch it and appreciate it. It's, I watched, it's I did a marathon terrible last... good. Exactly. No, it is not terrible good anymore. It's just plain terrible. <laughs> just, I watch it and I'm going, my soul hurts. <laughs> the nostalgia that was there has been ripped away and then fed back to me in little bloody pieces. Little nostalgia chunks? Yeah. Except they've been flavored with bitter disappointment. Oh, um, I feel like we should we should twist our motto: mutual chaos and utter incompetency. Like brutal disappointment. Did you say brutal disappointment? Bitter disappointment. Bitter bitter disappointment. Join us next time for bitter disappointment and angry farts. <laughs> yeah. I still, okay. Anyway, utter incompetency and mutual chaos, chaos is so good. Um, but the Hercules game was you tried to, you had to make your way up to Mount Olympus and you fought against the the Titans and the different monsters as you went along and you had to like roll the dice and you had to roll higher than they did to be able to beat them and if you died you had to go back to the very beginning. It was a it was a cool game. It's very cool. That's awesome. I loved the um, the PS One game. There was a Hercules PS One game. Yes, there was. Never play that. Oh my god, it's so uh, good. But I think the games that I would choose as an adult do tabletop RPGs count as board games? You can't yeah, say Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we already Dungeons had a whole episode. We already had a whole episode on that. Nope, nope, nope. Well, I'm choosing Dungeons and Dragons anyway. That that is my favorite game. Period. Um, but um, I guess my favorite board game. At the moment, it would either it would probably be Zombicide, Black Plague, with the Wolfberg expansion because that's it's a very it's it's very Dungeons and Dragons light, mm-hmm. except it's just pure combat. <laughs> you're just <laughs> pure combat because you're just fighting waves and waves and waves of zombies on a map where you can like go up in the tower and like cast a fireball down beneath you. Or, you know, you have to break down the doors to get into the buildings, and you have to search the buildings to find magical items. It is a really, really cool game. They had a lot of fun. Uh, also, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Those would probably be tied because I really enjoy Betrayal at House on the Hill. I get the expansion. I like it. Well, another game I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I ever played it with you, Russ, but I know I played it with Nick. Yes, you did. I was, I was waiting for this. Uh, a wonderful little game called Heroescape. I don't know if any of you guys have played oh, Heroescape. Yeah, we did play that, bro. Okay, good. I couldn't remember if we ever did or not. 
I can't remember the exact time period it came into my life. So you had actual miniatures that had their own cards with abilities and, you know, ranges, line of sight, all that stuff. But the coolest part of the game was you could, you could buy packs of it, but it came with little tiles that were different colors, shapes, and you could build your own map on top of your table to change the game every time and make it your own. And that was almost funner than playing the actual game. And then, you yeah. know, divvy out the troops accordingly. And then you had, you know, movement speed from tile to tile and line of sights. And, you know, you got your ruler out and you're all like checking and double and rolling dice. And, and it was, there was so many expansion packs for it. It was a huge collectible game that got really expensive, but so fun. And I, I got it for my birthday one year and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I played it once and I was like, I'm going to go buy as many of these things as I can find. <laughs> yeah, it was it was when we were in high school that that happened because you got me into it. And then it, and then it went from there. I think they discontinued it, didn't they? Yeah, that makes me sad because it was amazing. they discontinued it when I was working at Toys R Us. OK. Um, and I remember, I remember I had, I had seen it a million times on the shelves, but I had never played it, no experience with it. And then I went to see you and you're like, do you want to play Euroscape? Like, sure. And then I pulled out my giant blue tub. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And so there we were early twenties, mid twenties. Both of us. Mid-20s, laying, laying on the living room old. floor of my parents' laying house. Laying on the living room floor, yep. Because we joyful. were visiting them. Oh my god, that was so much fun. That was such a good game. And then they had all the different textile packs with, you know, like, movement in water was different, movement over, you know, different lava, everything. It's just, it changed every dynamic. And just... Yeah, it was definitely gaming done right. A hundred percent. And the fact that it got discontinued makes me so sad. Because it just got, it was so creative because you'd like, you'd play the base and you'd be like, okay, well, what if I did this little thing? And then before you know it, you're building like fortresses with like moats and going all over the house and a big plane with a hallway that goes this way and around another big plane with a hallway that goes to a mountain. Did anybody ever play Hero Clicks? I've played it once. That was a game. I used to play that with my dad and my uncle. My dad collected Hero Clicks like crazy for a while, mm -hmm. and so that would that that was a game that my dad and I played a lot together. When I was, I don't think it was when I was in high school. I think it was middle school when he was big into that. Yeah, that was a fun um, game. Anthony or White Tiger. Um, he's really into it. He used to run, like, he'd organize local hero clicks, like tournaments and stuff, and actually would like gather prizes. And it was so I went to watch one one time because I was talking about, it, and I was like, this is intense. And I played it once, and I chose one character while everyone else was choosing all their heroes, and I chose just a little teeny security guard guy, a shield agent, and I named him Clarence, and he actually kicked butt. It was funny. It's, it's, yeah. It was funny because everyone was playing and like, you know, they're all, you know, really big into the superheroes and stuff. And so they're like using, you know, like a Superman ability or something and like naming off where it came from and the story behind it and all these different heroes and stuff. I understand that I, I crossed platforms there. I was waiting to trigger someone. Anyway, so 
they're all going crazy about, oh, he has this because of this historic moment in his life. And then it got to me and I was like, well, he's Clarence and he's never missed a single one of his daughter's softball games. <laughs> and he still lives on to their table as Clarence. My favorite fun. was Hulk or Zorn. Because Zorn had some really cool, powerful abilities. And Hulk, I just love that you could take him in and the more clicks of damage he took the more powerful he became i thought that that was cool no yeah it sounds shut your filthy or mouth nick so we we've we've all briefly mentioned magic um Mm -hmm. are there any other card style games well there is my arkham horror the card game but i know i've talked collectively like on just some guardians about that game for like three hours now that's true yeah yeah i forgot all about yeah that was on like two different episodes we brought that up yeah because i i was like playing through the the first like big campaign release and i just kind of gave you guys a play-by-play that one day so it's it's a hysterically fun game i need to get it to the table more often they just released uh an expansion like series that is um like almost indiana jones adventure themed mm-hmm. like you're oh, going really? through a temple in the in the rainforest and yeah someone's awoken an ancient and eldritch terror that's in the in the mayan ruins in south america it's just wonderful that's awesome does wonderful. um does Hearthstone count since it's on the computer? I don't see why not. It's a virtual card game, I would say. Okay, yeah. I'll accept that. That one, that one really, because I stopped playing Magic for a long time, mostly because my brother had all the cards and they're hiding somewhere in the basement. I need to go down there and raid his room. But um, so to get that that desire fixed when Hearthstone came out, I was like, all right, this is gonna happen. And I haven't played it as often lately, but when it first came out, man, that was that was my jam. Magic and freaking Warcraft universe, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Special yeah, hero you abilities. And I, you and I have gone through a couple different phases where we were like, ah, oh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone, Hearthstone. Well, the coolest thing with that is because you could play it on anything. So it's like I could be playing a game on my computer and go, I need to go poop. And just like whoop, open it on my phone, go in the room or... Run a road trip, pull out the tablet, play it when I have internet connection. I like it a lot because the games are super short. Yeah. Well, and then, like, the aesthetic of it alone is just, it's so, it's well put together. The music is good. The sound effects while you're doing everything really immerses you. But the gameplay itself is just addicting because there's so many, you know, different cards that, you know, death rattles and, and minion cards and different things you do with the deck as you play and in once you start learning what certain cards do you can really build some really in-depth decks i um i've never played hearthstone uh but i um i think the card game that stands out to me the most uh and brett you'll know this one and probably have some fond memories associated with it scum no pressure Scum, 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 scum. Oh, scum, yeah. Good Remember boy. when we went on that 50-mile hike that turned into 50 kilometers with the stupid llamas? Um, stupid it's llamas. 
Brett and I shared a sleeping bag on that camping trip. We did. And it was beautiful. <laughs> Fun fact, back- if you're on a hike with a llama and it just sits down, literally the professional owners tell you, just kick it as hard as you can. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they would just like, they'd be like, I'm done top walking and just sit down. And we were told to just kick it as hard as we could until it got back up. We're like, okay, this sounds weird, but oh you're God. the professional. They were awful. Yeah. We, um, uh, I got to tell yes. another story from that. I'm sorry, Russ, because you brought it up. And oh, you know what ahead. story I'm going to tell. Probably. So Russell is sleeping in his bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and someone, poor, uh, in hindsight, um, Clay would like to apologize to you one of these days. He's in hindsight and it's like, I was a dick to Russell anyway. Um, <laughs> so someone had brought an entire thing of Saran wrap. And so they wrapped Russell inside his sleeping bag and then dumped him into the middle of all the llamas. So he woke up like laying on llamas that are in their own like feces and spitting all over the place. And he's like, what is even happening right now? Oh my God. It was the warmest I was that whole trip. That's because you were <laughs> super insulated. I'll have to find that picture. Yeah, there's a picture of just a tired Russell like, what's going on in the middle of a bunch of llamas? I was a merman. Thank you very much. That's right. Merman. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Terrible. It, it, was, it was actually really funny. Uh, but scum. So we played. That's where I was first actually introduced to it was this trip where I got cellophane wrapped. Um, and it's, I don't know if anybody's ever played it, but it is one of the most addicting card games I've ever played. Like I get my family playing it and they're like, this is the best game ever. Because what you do is like the more you can play with it with as many people as you want and you just keep adding decks to be able to, to give everybody what they need. But so the cool thing about the game is you have, you have a king, a queen or a president, a vice president. And then you have like the peasants and then you have vice scum and scum. And so what happens is, is depending on how good or bad you play during the round, if you're the last person to go out, meaning you've gotten rid of all of your cards, you end up, you end up as scum. Second person to go out ends up as vice scum. And then, you know, the, the first person to go out ends up as king. And what happens is scum at the beginning of the round, they have to give their two best cards to the king, and the king gives whatever cards he wants to the scum. So it, it's this kind of interesting dynamic of you know this competitive nature of your, you know, you're trying to get up to king so that you can stay there, and then scum usually stays as scum. But it's just the most satisfying thing when you're playing scum and you're like, boom, I'm out. You know, because there's this strategy to playing you know the cards that you play and stuff like that. It's a very fun game. I would suggest it to anybody. I got my family into playing it the last time uh, Lindy and I visited. And it was funny because Lindy and I, we were like, hey, we'll meet you guys over at Grandpa and Grandma's later on tonight. And, you know, and so we had gone to go and visit somebody. And I had taught my family to play it like a couple of days previously. And we come, we come back to the house, and it's a table full of like 12, 14 people all playing scum. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> screaming at each other. And they're just having a fun time. And I was like, yes, this is a victory. The end. <laughs>
speaking of card games like that, anyone here, this, I, I hopefully know the answer to this question, but anyone here play Spoons? Yes. I've, I've lost too much hand skin to continue to play Spoons anymore. <laughs> okay. So that, what we used... Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Oh, ahead. I, I was just going to say that, that game, like, so my dad's family... I miss them, but they're all assholes. Anyway, um, my dad's family, we used to play that. I mean, that would inevitably be the game that all of everyone there, and mind you, my dad is one of 12, 12 or 13. I can never remember. That's terrible. But any, one of them, a couple, couple of his siblings lived out of like the country. So it was like, okay, well, we never see them, so they don't really exist. But anyway... Um, <laughs> He, uh, like, so it inevitably gets played, and he or I have 12, we'll say 12, 12 is a good number, 12 aunts and uncles, each one of them has at least three kids, so you do the math. I mean, I've got, like, 48,000 cousins, and uh, so we're all crowded around one big table with a just massive pile of spoons in the middle, and it's kids, kids and adults, doesn't matter. Everyone's in. Uh, no holds barred. Your your aunts and uncles love you. You know that. Your nieces and nephews love you. You know that. Uh, last man standing wins. Period. And it's just <laughs> some of the best best memories I've got with that family was was playing spoons because I was freaking good. <laughs> so what we used to do was we would hide the spoons. So a lot of times what we did is we played at church and then we'd hide the spoon somewhere in the church. So not only did you have to get out and get a spoon, but you had to run, find the spoon and grab it. I can't tell you the amount of injuries that occurred, people tackling each other. Uh, I mean, it was ridiculous. Okay, spoons is a violent game. Like, I'm pretty it sure is. Brett and I ended up in an all-out brawl over a couple of spoons a couple of different times. That sounds about... We can't, We ended up in an all-out brawl a lot of times over a lot of stupid things. That's... You got the last so banana I'm... pudding, you're gonna die. Brett and I were or, like... Uh, high school. We fought all the time. All the time. What did you say you were like in high school? Brothers. Oh, I thought you said like like, like girls or something. I was like, basically, yeah, we were more like sisters and brothers, like just just yeah. I Whatever. love you, I but I want to destroy you. I know for a fact that uh, that play has broken ketchup bottles over your back. Yes, that has happened, and my mom didn't care. She was more worried that we ran out of ketchup. Anyway. <laughs> I was just bleeding. Nothing to worry about. That sounds like a mom of boys. Exactly. He literally came, he was mad at me. I care what I did. I probably grabbed like sandwich meat. I was like, "Damn it, Brett!" And grabbed. I mean, not like, like a like a little cat, like the full size that you buy. There's almost like a thing of V8 juice, like that size ketchup bottle, and just wham, full force on my back, smashed it open, ripped my back open. My mom goes on the corner, what's going on? And I'm like screaming, you broke ketchup on my back. She's like, that was an expensive bottle of ketchup. She was all pissed off. I was like, but my back, but the ketchup. I was like, you. <laughs> well, I love your mom. 
I miss your mom. <laughs> She's amazing. Well, um, fun turn of events here. Because this is a subject matter that my wife thoroughly enjoys. I'm actually going to step out and Lisa's going to come in and talk about a board game and a card game. And this yes. is happening. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. my wife, Lisa. I'm going to switch out with her. Come on in, babe. Mrs. Omafad. Jump on in there. Oops, sorry. Oh my gosh. You're fine. Oh, you're fine. Well, I gotta get my feet up. Oh, I look like a grandma. <laughs> I mean, I was, <laughs> you know. I know you were gonna say it. I know you. <laughs> Trying to be polite, whatever. I know you. Gosh, you sound like my mom. Oh, don't say that. She gonna, she gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. I love your mother, but please don't say that. that oh, one uh, I have to sit close. I don't want people to see my face. I'm sorry. Okay, what am I supposed to be talking about? A board game? A board game or card mm -hmm. game? Oh, there's so many. I don't really do card games. If I do do them, they're phase 10. And like, uh, like actual like solitaire and those kind of games. We used to play a game growing. Solitaire is a good one. Yeah, we used to play a game. I don't know if it's an actual game or if my dad made it up, but it's a game called golf. Yes. No, that yeah, is golf solitaire. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we used to play it all the time. That was fun. I remember sitting at my grandma's counter in her old house. We'd all sit there and be playing it. This is why you shouldn't have me out. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now tell us a board game. A board game? I like those better. I like Clue. That's a good one. I've, a good I've introduced... I know. I've introduced the girls, my oldest nieces, to it. <laughs> And two of them are cheaters. <laughs> I taught them a strategy where I'm like, you know, you just process of elimination. So if you know you've got two things and someone's like, oh, I can help. You obviously know they have the third one. But they, like, take it to the extreme and are like, they're, they're cheaters. <laughs> they really are. I like life. That's a good game. Oh, life, life is a good game. <laughs> That's one of those legendary classics that I just Absolutely. love to pieces. I, I love. Brett won't play with me. He doesn't like board games. Um, what other? Ooh, Brett doesn't like board games. Not really. He'll play them, but they're not his favorite. I have to kind of. See, Brett and I need to have a conversation. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you now? Lindsay doesn't like complicated board games, so if it takes longer than like 45 minutes, she's like, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's good, I promise. She's like, nope, I'm done. Right? That's the worst. I don't like, I, I don't mind them. That's another one. I guess, is Rummy Cube technically a board game? Yeah. Rummy I'd Cube? Say that counts. It's a card yeah. game, but yeah, it fits. Well, there's the Phase 10 that's like that, but the Rummy Cube is completely different. Oh, because Rummy Cube has the tiles. Yeah, 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 the little tiles, and you have to get, like, 30 to, yeah, not, to lay not down. Yeah, not Rummy, Russ. Yeah. 
That's that's a classic in this house. We play that at least when people are over at least once a month. If if people are over, if not, that's a that game gets used a lot. We lost a lot of pieces to that. There was a there was a board game that my uncle introduced me to, and apparently it was the predecessor to Sorry. Really. Be yeah, so like instead of dice, you used a deck of cards, and the cards indicate indicated what kind of move you could make across the board, and so you would have this handful of cards, and it was a strategy game, because then if somebody was behind you, you could play a card that would make you go backwards, and you would bump them back to the start of the game, you know, just like hmm. sorry. Really? So what you would do is you would play the cards to move around the board and you would move so many spaces and then you could, you know, you would play this to move backwards and jump over somebody or, you know, I need to get exact because you still needed to get the exact amount of spaces to get yeah. in to your spot. And so you would, you know, you, you would you would play a card to go backwards and then go forward so that you could end up with the right amount. My grandpa and I, we cleaned up at that game. <laughs> we annihilated everybody. <laughs> it was great. Grandpa wouldn't play with anybody else but me. And I was like, ha ha, sucker. That's awesome. Yeah. I never had. There was several games growing up that I'd played, but one of my favorites was, and I still try to find it for Isabella today, is Pretty Pretty Princess. Me and my sister would like... Yes. <laughs> we would fight over that game sometimes. So You and Mallory just fought in general. We did, but now we're like BFFs, Russ. We're BFFs. BFFs, yeah. bitch talk. Um, <laughs> wait, what? That was the acronym for BFF. <laughs> yep. BFF. Oh dear, I'm scared. Oh. Um, let's I was see. Gonna, let's say, Nick, you never knew me and my sister when we were fighting. We we fought a nope. lot. It was bad. Like I did, I did not. Oh, they were like cats and dogs. We were. We were terrible. Puppies, puppies and dogs. No. Puppies. Cat. If my camera was working right now, Lisa, I could show you little Kevin. I've seen Kevin. You sent me a Snapchat. I was in a Snapchat you earlier, but I'm very boring. I'm bad at mm -hmm. Snapchat and communicating with people in general, so no worries. Right. Yeah, no. and you're not boring. <laughs> I know. I bugged Brett enough today um. at work. <laughs> oh no. Let's see. Like, I've been fiddling with the settings on and off throughout the call. But yes, no, Kevin is just the cutest little, cutest little nugget. We uh, get it, Nick. He's cute. <laughs> Ross, you're you know just what, jealous. He is jealous. He's the one that wants to steal Kevin. If he steals Kevin, I will kill him. What did I say? What? You would, right? You would never find me. <laughs> I'd I know where you sleep. In bush. He'd have his ways. You'd be surprised. Exactly. He, though, Russ, you you do... Oh, I turned that down a little bit. 
You do have to know, he did try to technically steal my niece's dog. <laughs> hey, so, they, though, they wanted to get rid of him. Well, her mom wanted to, but yeah. she now... Well, the she parents, now, yeah. yeah. she now takes care of him. So, that's good. That's, yeah. A little cashy. That makes me happy that he is loved now. Oh, he was always... Brett was like... Brett was like... That's true. He was always loved. He was always loved. But it makes loved. me happy that, that she's able to actually provide that love and care for him now. Yeah. Yeah. She loved him. So. Lindsay didn't like Kel when he was a puppy. She still gets really aggravated with him. Really? I hate our dog. And I'm like, no, you don't. You love our dog. And she's like, no, I don't. I don't even like him that much. That's so mean. I... She does. She just doesn't want to admit it. Right. That's my mom. Remember my mom growing up, Briss? Oh, I hate dogs. I hate dogs. She's the family dog. But then what happened when Ginger died? Granted, she the, she always laughs because she's like, I'm not a heartless. I'm like, I know. But you were like, you were right along with me bawling when the dog passed away. Like, So I'm like, you can't sit here and say you hate the dog and hate the cat. You love them. Poor doggies. My grandkids. All doggies need is love. All animals just. Well, my grandmother is a lot like that. She she just she well she she grew up on a farm so she's very. But they they get dogs and cats dropped off at their house all the time. Yeah. Oh, but and they'll like take care of them. And she's like, oh, that stupid dog, oh, that stupid dog. But yet she's the one who takes them to the vet, gets them cleaned up, gets them taken care of. Right. I can't tell you how many cats she's hit, though, backing up out of her garage. <gasps> so oh, my goodness. That's All terrible. The All the cats. Oh. I, I, I get so scared every time I back out, because Maya is really bad. Like, she will follow me anywhere. But Casper, Casper, kind of, I mean, she's smart enough to move out, too. But Casper's like, you turn the car on, and he's, like, out underneath another car that's or up in a tree, you know. Maya's like... Where are you going? I want to go. I mean, she she jumped in mom's window the other day. It was rolled down, and she just <laughs> hopped into the car. It was like, oh, we're going for a ride? It's like, yeah, if we actually went for a ride, you would not enjoy it, Maya. Let's go, Chauffeur. Yeah. I like how our, uh, our, our guesses we become about animals. <laughs> this is what happens when Brett puts me on. I randomize hey. it. <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with talking about animals. Exactly. I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with it. Specifically because we started by introducing Kevin. That's true. Mm -hmm. So See? if any, any episode circle. fits with animals, it's this, this episode. It's a full circle. Matt, how do you feel about animals? He hates uh, them. I, yeah, I do. I absolutely hate all forms of animals. They're terrible. No, I... Um, <laughs> I love them. I uh, I I really want to get a dog right now. I just haven't. We haven't found one because we um, me and my partner Scott, we want to uh, adopt instead of going to a breeder right now. Mm -hmm. We just haven't. We just haven't found one that isn't asking for like crazy like background checks and coming to the house and seeing how everything is first before we can pick them up and stuff like that. Oh, so, really? yeah, that's how that's how a lot of rescues are because unfortunately the dogs were you know, not in good, you know, situations beforehand. So they want to make sure it's not going back into the same kind of thing, which makes sense. But, Probably. um, yeah, we're, we're just, we, we haven't found the right dog yet, especially being up here in Michigan. 
in the area we are, a lot of the rescues are all like like fighting pit bulls and stuff like mm. that. So we oh. just haven't really found, you know, one that's that we want to pick up yet. But no, I absolutely I, I love dogs. So yeah, like that's I was over really at Nick's house. That a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the dogs that are rescuable up here are pit bulls. You're not wrong. Yeah. That's one of the reasons yeah. we went to a breeder. Because yep. we were like, we, we can't have a pit bull in our, despite the yep. fact that I love pitties. Pit bulls are so cute. Yeah, no, not um, not to say that they're, you know, they're bad dogs right. or anything like that. It's just, unfortunately, like as a breed as a whole, but unfortunately where we are, we're about, right. what, 25, 20 minutes outside of Detroit. So yeah, a lot of them really aren't brought up the best way and right. have temperament issues and things like that. So which is, it's a little rough. Which is sad. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like dogs i mean i love dogs i love an any animals but i can't imagine hurting that i mean that's that's just terrible it's like it's an innocent animal it doesn't know what it's right. doing no yep right yeah. like i don't well. love my uncle's dog but i still take care of it <laughs> when mm -hmm. i have to baby baby Is that its name? baby yes yeah. i don't know its long name baby. it's like baby golden retriever i don't know what it is it's like the longest name ever and i'm like wally it's just a dog <laughs> it's got like three middle names jeez that sounds like it's kennel name that's weird i was right about to ask that if it was a kennel name or not yeah no it's he named it he went to he went to a breeder because she's a special she's a special dog she's a a pure hunting dog i think is she a cocker spaniel? Something spaniel. I'm pretty sure she's a cocker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's like... That might be. I, I'm trying to remember her. Yeah, she's... She's either a cocker or a springer, and I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's one of those two. I don't know. But yeah, she's... her. Both of her parents were the same breed, and I mean, she's like 100%. He's got a certificate and everything. That's this. what we have. We have that for Kevin. Mm -hmm. He's 100% purebred golden retriever. Yeah, so I'm like, whew. The amount of money he's That might be a kennel name, then. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I want the golden retriever. Russell, you can, <laughs> come and, you can come and live on Kevin whenever you want. I might have to. I know. He is such a derp. You will, you will love him, and he will love you. So I wouldn't mind a uh, sorry a golden retriever. I think they're very cute. They're so cute. The only problem with them is they shed. Yeah. And they never stop mm -hmm. shedding. Yeah. I mean. However, however, I'm okay with it because yeah. my dog right now sheds. Right. So, Kel. So last night we had some people over, so we vacuumed the couches, and then we gave Kel a bath, hoping that you know he won't get hair everywhere. Within an hour, the cushion that he was laying on was covered, covered. <laughs> that one more time, covered <laughs> hair. Oh he is gosh. the champion shedder of all time. Uh, that's... Do you ever brush the poor boy? Yes, we brush him all the time. <laughs> Sounds all like no He just, just sheds. He does not know what he is doing. He is just doing a hair drop. Right. Well, that's in a nook. I don't mind it too much until I'm like eating something and then I'm like, and I pull his hair out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I get that with cat hair, especially Casper's. Casper's Ooh. a lot. 
thicker. Oh my god, I would die if I had a cat hair like in my throat. I know, I, I, I feel so bad every single time you come over. So ever since you came over and we're like, oh, I'm like allergic to cats. I was like, oh my gosh, every single time someone's like, I'm coming over and they've never been here. I'm like, you're not allergic to cats, right? Because we've got cats oh. and dogs now, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I. I don't mind it. It's worth it. Oh yeah. That, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. There are certain situations where I will, you know, live life through the haze of Benadryl. Yeah. So that I can, you know, <laughs> see people or visit people or right. whatever. And that that is absolutely one of those one of those I situations. Know. I just always feel bad because our cats are so like, love me, love me. I'll rub up on you, and it's like don't <laughs> right well it, it kills me inside because i'm like want to right i, I want to i don't i don't dislike cats i mean i wouldn't personally choose one as a pet just yeah. because i would rather the the happy 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 cuddles of a of a little pupper right but you know i don't i don't don't dislike them. I wish I could cuddle them when I am at someone's house and they have them and they're just like, hello, will you, will you scratch me? Will you right. Me? I'm like, I would if I wouldn't die because of it. Because uh-huh. I didn't oh, bring allergy meds. That's the, the worst thing is when I go to see someone or go to visit someone and I've never been to their house before and I don't ask. Like, yeah. do you have a cat? Like, I don't ask. And then I walk in and, and I can tell immediately because my throat starts to swell up almost immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I didn't, I didn't bring any allergy meds. So I have, like, one of the first things I have to ask them is, do you have any Benadryl? Right. I need some Benadryl. Why? Well, your cat's killing me, actually. Uh, Sorry. Right. Just, to, by the way, no big deal, but I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, I honestly wish it wasn't that bad, Russ, but it's, it's bad. Well, I, was... I get I get really bad if, if like a coworker of mine has cats and they sit near me. That's bad. Like I will feel that for days. Yeah. Right. Brett wants to come back in, so I'm gonna let him come back in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye, Lisa. I don't know what else to talk about. We're just talking about animals right now. So I'm gonna stop talking about board games, but I'm gonna watch her. Okay. Okay. Say goodbye, Bye. I'm glad I could Bye. put some Bye-bye. sort of input into the game. Or into the stream. Game. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so good at this. You're the best. Whew, ladies and gentlemen, my wife. All right. <clears throat> we should give her some theme music. Yeah? I'm excited <laughs> to find that. Oh, my God. We should give her the theme music for, like, Boston Legal. <laughs> I'll use our, our sexy hat trick interlude music at one time. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, since she's getting ready to go to bed here, are there any other board game card games anything we wanted to hit on that are like super special to you before we head into the end here um i can't not for me anyway i mean i have my guilty pleasure game that nobody wants to play with me but i'm going to force nick to play with me next time we go over 
Sounds what? like a subject. Hanafuda Koi Koi. I bless you. What the heck? Hanafuda Koi Koi. One of the best games ever. Is Check out this logo. That's legit. It's Nintendo. What? Yes, that's a legitimate Nintendo card pack. All right. Before they started playing, making video games. How that game is so much about fun. That? Tell us about it. It's so much fun. It's basically just, uh, it's it's getting tricks. So you have you you have a board of eight cards, and um, you have your hand of cards, and then you just match up cards to make tricks, such as Earth or boar deer and butterfly or sake cup and blossoms or sake cup and moon and each trick is worth points and um you can either end the round and collect all of your points or you can koi koi and continue the round but if somebody gets a trick before you finish that round they get double the points of what they were going for so it's like a risk and reward oh, game it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and not a lot of people over here, at least, know how to play it, but it is, like, one of my guilty pleasure games, because it's, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun to play. That sounds, I love games like that. I love games yeah. that require tricks, and there's that kind of risk and reward aspect. Yeah, I'd be able to try it. Yeah, the other thing I really like about it is these cards are thick. They're, they're really, I'm not sure if you can really see it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, really thick cards, so, like, like they make a really satisfying. Like when you when you hit them down, they make this really clicking <laughs> noise. Like, yes, it's a lot of fun. I, I love. Is there that game. any any point where you like have to chant out the name of the game because that sounds to me like a game where the name should be chanted? Well, absolutely. As you, well, you don't chant it out, but you either you either shoku and end the round, or you you call out koi koi and you continue to try and keep getting you know continue the rounds and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely, you say it. That's a, well, it's funny. I just watched a video the other day while I was in one of those, you know, deep YouTube rabbit holes about the history <laughs> of Nintendo. And they were, you know, I never actually realized they did card games and stuff before they did yep. video games. So it's that's interesting that like that literally just happened a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the card game that they they actually made was were were Hanafuda cards. Um, I guess the only other one that I really like playing in terms of card games is um I mean you guys are familiar with Cards Against Humanity. Oh, oh yeah, everybody's absolutely. familiar about that. Have you guys seen along the same kind of mechanics? Have you seen Super Fight? Or have you ever heard of or played Super Fight? Mm-mm. I okay. had you explain it, so I'm cheating yeah. by saying yes. Yes, yeah, so Nick, I know you do. Um Super Fight is basically the game of you being on the playground and and having the conversation of who would win, like Goku or Superman? Well, Goku's a Super Saiyan, but yes, yeah, Superman's invulnerable. It's basically the whole game is that, but it's ridiculous <laughs> in the sense of you have white cards, which are your your main character card, and then you have black cards, which are attributes that you put on them, and they're pretty much completely randomized. And two people, or everybody, will will play the other cards towards the judge. And then they have to plead their case towards the judge to say why their character with their modifiers and everything would be the one that would win the super fight. That's so yeah, like, like a rage zombie super yeah. so here, rage, actually, rage zombie high school principal. I have it I have it in my lap here really quick so that I can do like a quick example. 
So, like, for instance, the first thing here is Miley Cyrus. And there's 100 of them. Armed with a puppy musket. Versus a turtle wearing a scuba suit. Diag. Armed with a poison tip lance. So... Who, so you have on one hand you have a you will have one hundred Miley Cyruses all armed with puppy muskets, and then a turtle in a scuba suit armed with a poison tipped lance, and then you have to argue like who would win in that fight. I think one of the best ones, and just to kind of like show how funny the game can get, the one that I think me and my friends laughed the most about was I'm trying to remember Nick because I told you this story when we were when we were at the mall. Um, it was something along the lines of. It's a hobo who, if he stops moving, he explodes. And, shit, I can't remember the second modifier. But it was, like, versus a ninja that can teleport and everything he touches turns into hummus. And it it turned into, oh, my God, dude, it was so funny. It turned into, like, an hour-long argument of it's, like, yeah, but, like, it turned oh god what was what was the argument it was something along the lines of like the ninja like if he touches a homeless guy he turns into hummus and he's like yeah but if he touches them that means a homeless guy stopped which means he's exploding which means the ninja's dying too and it's like okay then nobody wins and it literally turned into like an hour-long argument and I, that game's just a lot of fun as well there's no points or anything like in cards against humanity it's just like a a fun table game of of yeah. arguing and trying to plead your case on why your ridiculous character would win Oh my god, that's amazing. That game's a lot that of fun. That makes me so happy. That is a game that we could never play together. Oh my gosh. That's a game we have to play together. Right. Now I kind of want to get like one more round here really quick, because that last one wasn't wasn't that ridiculous. Let's see. So, one last round. We have... I don't... Okay, a reggae band. <laughs> Uh, which leeches its opponent's health when touched and has tiny T-Rex arms versus a vampire that has a time machine phone booth and is really hangry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, those are examples of that game. That game, and there's like a bunch of expansion packs for it now, but... That game's a lot of fun, especially when there's drinks involved. So wait, oh God, it was a reggae it. band with that. Okay, so it's a reggae band that leeches opponents' health when touched, uh, but they have they all have tiny T Rex arms, versus oh. the vampire who has a time machine phone booth and is hangry. I think I gotta go with the vampire that's got the time machine phone booth that's hangry, because they're fast. Plus, they can travel in time. And, you know, sure, the reggae band can leech the uh, the health away, but... But they have tiny arms. Yeah. Yeah, but see, and this is where the game gets fun, because now you can start to argue the fact that for the vampire to win, the vampire is hangry, so they're obviously going through the bloodlust of needing to feed, and if the vampire touches the reggae band to feed, the reggae band is going to sap his life away. Well, and here's the other question. Are we going off of the assumption that the vampire regains health whenever <laughs> they feed? 
and that's why this game is great. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Well, before before we sign out, I was just checking things, and this is exciting. Um, we actually had a non-cast member email us, and we <gasps> actually have a new review. But uh -huh. no, there's no voice or anything requested. So do you want me to read it, or do you still want to read it, Nick? I'll I'll let you read it. Okay. Well, let's start. We'll start with the review because this is exciting. We got a five star review. Came in a couple days ago from Adoptable Earth. Really loving the podcast, especially the Beard Grizzly episode, Deep Destiny lore stuff. Awesome. That was an amazing show last week. Yes, it was. If you have not listened to that, we had Beard Grizzly and what turned into was going to be like a, oh, a couple lore questions and then talking about the news turned into the most amazing like two and a half hour lore discussion. Yes, I was a part of it. I just had nothing to contribute, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> yes. That's, that's also why we didn't mention that he was there or anything. Yes. But yeah, thank you, Adoptable exactly. Earth. That's awesome. We also got an email. I won't say the last name just in case they don't want me to say it, but from someone named John, uh, they have a question. They say, I do believe this week is a Nerd Talk segment, so if I'm wrong and it's Destiny Week, ignore me. We're not ignoring you because it is, in fact, a Nerd Talk. Otherwise, how long is too long to wait for a planned sequel? I feel like we've known about Kingdom Hearts 3 for what seems like decades, but we're just now getting it in January 2019. The hype and buildup are huge, and part of that comes from the long wait time between games so i'm just wondering where do you guys think the cutoff is on time between game releases specifically sequels sent from my iphone that's a good question that is a really good question i think that's that's a for me it comes down to preference i can't keep hype going forever mm -hmm. So that my my own personal hype will eventually die. Like my hype for Kingdom Hearts three has completely died. But when the game comes out, I know that it's going to be fun. I mean, it's it's going to follow the same formula that Kingdom Hearts one and two followed. I don't play any of the period like in in betweens. Like Squarenus can go fuck themselves for how convoluted they made that whole timeline. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um. So, but I, I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and I love them. So I know I will love Kingdom Hearts 3. And I know that because of the time that's passed, and I'm, I'm addressing Kingdom Hearts 3 because it was referenced specifically. Um, because of the time that's passed, there are, like, Disney movie universes and, and Final Fantasy characters that will be in it that possibly would not have had that opportunity had the game come out years and years and years ago oh, absolutely. in a timeline a you know, that, that, that fits mm -hmm. with when Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 came out uh, but ultimately I think it's it's totally personal I don't think there is a, a moment where oh it's too late to release a sequel I don't think that that moment exists I do think that there is, is a point where you have killed as a developer, you, you would have killed any and all hype for your game. But the test there is, okay, well then can, can the, the product actually transcend the dead hype? So, 
Does, is that an answer? Did I actually answer the question? I think you actually answered the question. I think... Um, go ahead, Russ. No, you, I... Go ahead. I'll wait for you. No, you hang up. Okay. <laughs> so I think... There's def. I, I can't put a direct timeline on... Apparently Lisa really likes this comedian. I can't put a direct timeline on like... <laughs> if, if you hit this point, it's too late. Give up on the game. But with the Kingdom of Hearts thing, it's one of the, like, we didn't know it was actually happening for so long that when it finally got announced, I think that's slightly different than if, like, we'd known about the process the whole time we were waiting for it. Insert Star Citizen here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) But, but yeah, no, I, I think there's a timeline for when you'll lose out on the hype for your game, but not when like people will just not play it. Cause I mean, if it finally releases and it's amazing, like obviously the hype's going to come and people are going to play it. So it's just finding that in between of, if you wait so long, well, I think the best example, the opposite side would be the Duke Nukem game that we waited forever for. And then it was absolute garbage. Yes, absolutely. Well, it was a Duke Nukem game. What did you expect? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russ, what were you going to say, bud? Um, I was just going to say I feel like well, there are of course a couple of qualifiers that go into that, but I think it's also kind of on a sliding scale, in a weird kind of way because, like, there's there's this inverse of, okay, I know the game is coming out soon. I'm super excited for it. Because, it, you know, a yearly thing. Assassin's Creed. Well, okay, so Assassin's Creed, right? Their games come out too close to each other, so it begins to lose the hype between each one that comes out next. I feel like that's one of the mistakes that they've made. Yes, they release every year, so they release a ton of games, but I'm less and less excited for each one because they're so close together. I don't have to wait a certain amount of time to get it. Um, I don't have enough time to play other things and then play it. So I think that there's that. Um, and so there's a sweet spot of you want to wait a long enough time, but not too long where people lose hype. But then there's also this weird kind of phenomenon that happens where you like, like you said, Brett, you don't know that there's going to be a sequel. And then all of a sudden there is a sequel. I'm going to call it the toy story phenomenon because Toy Story came out what, two thousand five? The first no, one, two thousand three, I think. Earlier than I, you expect. I think it was. Uh, Toy the first Toy Story released in ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. It, it was like way before two thousand. Yeah. Uh, ninety five. I didn't know. I didn't know it released. Toy in Story two was ninety nine, and then Toy Story three was two thousand and ten. So that was that was a 10 11 year wait Toy between Street 2 and 3. Two. Okay, I didn't I I didn't realize Toy Story 2 came out 4 years later in 99. Anyway, between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, there was or or let's call it The Incredibles paradigm. That's a good one too. The Incredibles came out 2004. You know, 2004. And then the new one just came out this past year. So you have about 13 years in between, right? And so when you get a surprise sequel to a game that you loved like that, 
it's that oh, kind of... It wasn't a surprise. They've been hinting and nudging at the fact that they wanted to do a sequel forever, which is well, why I will this... I will say that The Incredibles 2 did not live up to its delay and their own hype. I personally believe that it was not as good. Well, as that's it just like your opinion, man. Exactly. Most people were excited to see it because there was no concrete <clears throat> evidence. It was something that had been hinted at, but we were never sure that we were actually going to get it. And so it, it, it kind of has that. So if you're going to wait a long time, don't promise it. You know what I mean? Mm. So there is, you know, you can wait too long and miss out on the hype, but then there's also a certain hype that comes with a sequel that gets announced, you know, a decade later. <laughs> Like, oh, I love this. Uh, what what's that called? Good and evil? No. Um, there's a it's it's a new one that's coming out. Um, Gosh, what's it called? It's with the the personified animals that are. Uh, you you had it beyond good and evil too. Beyond good and evil. Yeah. Beyond good and evil. The first one came out several several years ago. They had talked about a second one that never materialized. Now, all of a sudden, they're coming out with Beyond Good and Evil 2, and it looks amazing. And I am kind of hyped for it because it looks super cool. I have never even played the first one. But there's that paradigm of 10 years later, this game was so good, a lot of people are now excited for this game. That's my answer. Uh, I kind of uh, think argued with me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of uh, I kind of agree with Russ on that. It, it seems like there's this this bell curve of of hype for it, where like you know on one end of the bell curve you you have like what he brought up perfectly is the uh, you know the Assassin's Creed or the Call of Duty, where people get hyped as hell for those games, but they come out every year, so you know you could just expect them. And then as it goes on, as time goes on and time goes on, you get to the bottom of the belt character where you're just like, ah, you know what, I, I just really don't care anymore. And then it starts creeping back up to, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 or, you know, the, the almost mythical status of, of the series. Like, it, it, I was just about to bring up Half-Life <laughs> 3, if that's ever going to come out or if they're ever going to do that. Um, it's confirmed. So I think, yeah, it's... I guess on on one hand, it's... Well, not really on one hand. I guess it just all really depends on how popular the series is and, and how dedicated the fan base is behind it. Like Kingdom Hearts has an extremely dedicated fan base behind it. So I think those people would wait 30 years if they needed to to have Kingdom Hearts 3 and they'd still be just as pumped when it comes out. Um, so I, I, you know, it's, I guess it all just really depends on, on the actual series itself for how long people would want to be waiting or how long I personally would wait. Like, I don't care about Kingdom Hearts, but, like, if if I would find out, like, oh, you know, 15 years from now we're announcing Dark Souls 4, I'd be like, give it to me. I don't even care how long yeah, it takes. Just, like, give it to me. Like, I'll wait 15 money. years. You know? <laughs> so, I guess it all just depends. Take my money. Exactly. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. bring on your wife, Fred, again and see how she feels about playing Kingdom Hearts 3. This is how that episode's gonna go. That's how that's going to go. <laughs> After it releases, though, I definitely, I'm just going to put it in front of the microphone and say go. Because that'll be fun. 
Um, yes. All right. So thank you for that question, John. That was that was a really good segment. Thank you for emailing us. Our first non-member of the show email. Look at that. Actually, I think the only other email we've gotten was from Nick with a picture of Dick Cheney. So, What are you talking about? Go. That wasn't me. That oh, was a different Nick. Last name. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it the was evil Nick. Mich- Mich- Michael Q. I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's German or something. I got nothing. All right. All right. Then. Well, let's slide into the end of the show here. Who wants to plug themselves first? Excellent. You can find me on the Twitters. Where am I plugging myself? I hope uh, it's me. And okay. Nick's plugging himself right now. You can wait your turn. Yeah, you son of a goat. Bah. Uh, no, yeah, you can find me on the Twitters at he who fights, Mr. Or PSN HWF seven force. Ta-da! Anything else you do? Oh, that's right. I do another podcast. Uh, you can find us at greendragonlive.com. It is fantastic. The Twitters by looking up Green Dragon Live. So, and you can find that in the show notes because I've been linking it every episode. Mm. Oh, you're just wunderbars. Um, anything else you do? Um, out of the hat oh shit that's right okay Uh, sorry I'm like super tired I haven't been up this late in a couple days well you've been waking up at 5 and it's like Um, 2 in the morning for you right now yeah Yeah, it's gonna be a beautiful morning tomorrow Uh, Wednesday nights we do out of the hat Uh, you can find this at twitch.tv slash just some guardians we usually try and uh, hit the action button at 10 30 p.m eastern time and we try and hard stop that show at an hour so it's not ridiculously late for those involved uh and out of the hat is a show where we recap the events from our D campaign from the sunday previous uh this past wednesday yesterday there was not an episode because there was not a D session russell i'm sorry so <laughs> yeah hopefully Russell, join us this coming Wednesday, a week from yesterday, where we will recap the D&D session that we will be having this coming Sunday. Russell? Nick? Speaking of Russell, uh, where can people (laughs) find you? Um, You can find me at uh, drjex, that's J-E-X 0725 1725-7250. You got it wrong last time because I looked you up and you weren't there. Yeah. <sighs> I'm probably going to be wrong. Uh, DRJX0725. DRJX, that's J E X0725 on the Twitter. Are um, you a doctor? I, you know, uh, I thought about it just so that my initials actually were. Dr. Jex in the Dr. Jex. Um. Anyways, uh, you can call me a, a Doctor of Dungeons and Dragons. I'd be happy with that title. Um, Don't do it. So, uh, yeah, I mostly talk about Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I post some of the drawings that I'm working on, like this one. Damn, that's come a long way since you started. Um, the beginning of the show. 
And yeah, um, I'm also in the Discord, Jackal72590. Um, and I normally lurk in the D&D channel because that's the one that I can actually keep up with. The other ones are crazy and there's so many things that are going on that I kind of just gave up and I only acknowledge them when I am specifically tagged. Um, but yeah, uh, we have a fun time. Find us in the Discord or message me or follow me on Twitter. Uh, I don't post a whole lot. I do share a lot of stuff that Elmer shares and other Twitch streamers that Elmer knows that I kind of know and other things like Critical Role and stuff like that. That was that was a crazy long plug. You know what? I got like no, with, I got really bored, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, like, I'm gonna wa- watch the proper length here. Hey Matt, what do you I'm got? gonna mushroom stamp you? Mm, All right, I so like uh, you can find me once again also on most of Out of the Hats and um, on the weekends when we're we play. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you can find me in the Discord chat that we have. Uh, I'm Garrett on there, or you can find me on PSN, Little Cat Snake. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you all for joining us for Just Some Guardians, episode 34. When we do the show, we are live. That's twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. That's the live sound. Just like for and for rain all right anyway moving on how many episodes are we on now 34 34 34 we started this yesterday wow yeah seriously we've been recording for 24 hours straight we're getting close to a year worth of gsg we're getting there man that's crazy Uh, not quite russell but do what else is crazy if you want to find us on twitter which is at jsgcast if you want to send us an email with a question like John did, or you want to send a picture like Dick Cheney, like someone named Nick did, that's just some guardians at gmail.com. Uh, linked to our Twitter is a way to get into our Discord where you can find all these lovely people. As for myself, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. A double M, double D. Russell, take us out. Make it Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for some mutual chaos and utter incompetency. He got it right! <laughs> and that is so. So my friends here in San Antonio, they call them Russellisms because a lot of times I'll get things real close but not quite right. So they call it a Russellism now. That is officially a thing. That's disgusting. Is that the or, group of dudes that was in the background that whole episode that one time? Yes. Yeah. Or Russell. Yeah. <laughs>